0: Elijah, are you ready to bring on the weird? Yeah, dude, I'm ready after those uh, technical difficulties.
1: Eh, it was only a couple seconds. No big deal.
0: This uh, soundboard app that I use for it, if you don't leave it open, it'll cut off.
1: Oh, I see.
0: Like a YouTube video. If you're watching YouTube and you lock your screen. Mm-hmm. No, I blame Apple. No. Don't you dare. <laughs> Apple is my lord and savior. Uh-oh. Oh! Going Steve apple. Go to hell. Apple. <laughs> <Going> to hell. <laughs> Blaspheme.
1: <laughs> apple who? Like, is there like a Bob Apple or a Bapple. I, I, I didn't. Did... A Bapple. Like, is there a dude? Not. It's not Steve Jobs, obviously anymore. The hell's his name.
0: I have a giant Apple logo down here in the basement. You guys haven't seen it because I put it away. I don't want you know. I don't want to pressure you into worshipping the Apple. <laughs> but every night after we're done recording or whatever, I get done work. I light candles. I turn the lights off and I go. Oh Apple <laughs> You are so great. And I just chant that over and over again.
1: And somehow, if you close an app,
0: it doesn't work. <laughs> no, it's the app. You're gonna have to
1: sac. you're gonna have to sacrifice something for that.
0: <laughs> Ugh. <laughs> well I'm not spiders. gonna spiders. Sacrifice
1: yeah. spiders. Yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> oh. Watch out, Spider Man.
1: Not a whole man. Not a Spider-Man. Oh. Spiders. (laughs) What?
0: Spiders? (laughs) You
1: ever watch Megamind?
0: Yeah. That's how
1: he said it in Megamind.
0: Oh, I don't remember. Spider. That was a good movie. Yeah. From what I remember.
1: Yeah. It's been some time since I've seen that. Yeah. Anyway, what are you drinking?
0: Well, I've had this brand before. It's Distill Brewery. Uh, It's... Deadhead, so it's like Distill Brewery, and I guess they have their own another line called Deadhead. Mm, okay, and this one is called Driving That Haze Hazy IPA, and it's like a trippy can. Most of the like their cans are always trippy looking. You twelve pack? Nah, six. All right. It says our Deadhead IPA series melds the alluring vibe of our favorite music with unbounded takes on the hoppy beers we love to drink. Unleashing a whole new groove. Our driving that haze IPA features pilsen malt, flaked oats, and Vienna malt with a chard of cashmere, Amarillo, and Simcoe hops for a smooth malt melody with notes of tropical and citrus fruits. Cheers! Whoa, that sounds all right. It's really good. Citrusy? Uh, not bad. Cause I'm, you know, I've said before, I'm not a huge citrus guy, but right. No, it's not bad. Just like the uh I don't know, what was it, the last time we recorded? I guess I had a pineapple beer. Yeah. That wasn't bad. So you keep you keep saying you don't like these citrus I, <laughs> beers, but then somehow I know. it would be like me <laughs> saying I don't like IPAs, but I come back every week with an IPA. <laughs> right. <laughs> no, nah, not much citrus. I just I just tried it again. It's all right. More happy than citrusy. A little citrusy. Now I'm thinking about it. Get my mind off of it. What are you drinking?
1: All right. Well, I've had the uh, Hershey's Yingling before. I think I talked about that. Yeah. But a week ago, my wife went out with some friends to, I don't know, some random bar or whatever, and they tried this screwball peanut butter whiskey.
0: Mhm. And intrigued. if
1: you like peanut butter, holy crap. That it, it tastes so much like peanut butter. It's like drinking peanut butter. Really? Yeah, it's super good. I love peanut butter. So we saw somebody on Facebook posted that they mixed a little bit of the screwball peanut butter whiskey and with the Hershey's yingling, and that's what I'm having.
0: You mixed liquor and beer in the same? Yeah, bro. Whoa.
1: Same glass. Yeah. Mmm. Chocolate peanut butter.
0: Like an alcoholic Reese's cup.
1: (laughs) Yep. Dude, I'm telling you next time we're down i'm gonna do everything i can to bring these ingredients because we're gonna have a time
0: what is the brand of that whiskey
1: screwball s-k-r-e-w-b-a-l-l it's got this uh this sheep or a ram on it i guess it's a sheep but it has horns
0: is that a ram sheep ram <laughs> i don't know what is a, a rammed sheep pregnant <laughs> i guess i don't know It's got.
1: it's a sheep with horns and it's it's kind of, it's all melty, kind of dark, and it's got browns in it like it's melty peanut butter.
0: Oh, I thought you meant the, the sheep, the shram was melty. The shram.
1: <laughs> yeah, the logo, that's the logo of it. Oh. It's like, you know, a poofy a poofy sheep with horns on it, but then in the poof, the poof is kind of melting, it's browns and blacks in it, and it's got, a, it's got a drippy look to it. Okay. That's tasty, brother. Mm-mm-mm. And as a backup, I have just, uh, so I have the chocolate and the peanut butter and a whiskey glass, but then I have just the chocolate in my in my mug. Okay. Because I couldn't find just a six-pack of the Hershey's Yingling, but the local beer store sells growlers. So I got a growler of the Hershey's Yingling. Oh, yeah? So yeah.
0: So do they have it on tap?
1: Well, they changed the tap out. Every couple weeks or, you know, as soon as it, as soon as soon it's kicked. But they have three different things on tap, and I have no idea what else they had on tap because I was focused.
0: Yeah, that's what we'll call it.
1: <laughs> they didn't have them in six-packs or anything, but they said, oh, we got them on, on tap. You can get a growler of it.
0: Yes. Yes, I can. Yeah. <laughs> the only bad thing about a growler, <clears throat> I love going to the, the breweries around here and getting growlers up. You know, I try something, I'm like, ooh, that's good. You know, 20 bucks, give me a growler of it. You got to drink it right away, pretty much. Yeah. Because it's not sealed. It's sealed, but it's not sealed. Right. It's got a lid on it, but.
1: My, mine's that for a couple days, but that's okay. Well, that's fine, was, yeah. I'll, I'll, it'll be gone in no time. But <laughs> my issue now is i am got too many growlers. This is a second growler from that beer store. And I think I've got two from the bar that we frequent. And I think I've got two other random ones. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. So I told my wife, you know what? I'm just going to clean them out and put one in each vehicle, my car, and the van. And then I'm always going to have a growler with me just in case I'm in a
0: place where (laughs) I'm going to get a bunch of beer at one time. That's exactly what I was going to suggest. Why don't you just leave a clean (laughs) one in the car just in case? You never know.
1: Yep. Because they're not, you know, it's not awful expensive, but- you save a few bucks if you've already got the growler.
0: I've never refilled a growler. What? I don't know how much it costs, like how much of a discount you get.
1: I don't know, 3 or $5, depending on the place, something like that. Okay. You can't just tell them to fill up your uh, your Dunkin' Donuts coffee cup. Just, uh, just put it in his cup.
0: Take it with me. <laughs> so I can't stop in on my way to work and have him fill my coffee cup up with that? They might frown upon... You know, if you work third shift,
1: who... Who's to say you don't work third shift? You show up at the beer store at 7.25 in the morning. You're like, yeah, I just got off work and I'm going to need a drink. Yeah. I actually worked with a guy when I was in college. He he worked, uh, it was a gas station. He came in late and he worked overnight. And there was a specific bar that was open first thing in the morning. At like 6 or 7 in the morning. Damn. You know, that was the that was the end of his day, basically. Mm-hmm. So then... That bar catered to people that worked overnight shifts.
0: Oh, okay. Fucking
1: brilliant, dude. That's brilliant. It is. Or, you know, straight up alcoholics. You wake up,
0: you got to (laughs) have 40s and flapjacks. (laughs) Do you think if you worked third shift, you could go home and have a beer at like 6, 7 a.m.? If that was my life, it would take me a little bit to get used to that idea,
1: working third shift. I, I think I tried it once and hated it. I think I worked like three days at that job, and I was like, nope, this is this is not for me.
0: I've had a few where I work some overnights, and man, they're tough. I, I used to work at GM, and it was 6 p.m. to 6 a.m., <sighs> and I mean, the nice thing, you got a break every two hours because it's union. Uh, you got like a lunch break, a break every two hours, but it was such a tedious fucking job, I couldn't take it, dude.
1: Yeah. Because if you're used to that kind, if you're used to a day shift job, you've just got to just break your brain to twist the times around. Yeah. Which, here we go, buddy, here's your segue. If we were to set up shop on a different planet, we would have to break our brains for a different, uh, different times of day, different... What's that called? Security and rhythm for your for your body. Yeah.
0: We would have to have a different
1: clock. Oh, yeah, for sure. Unless you were, yeah, you would have to have one clock that was for that time zone on that planet, and then you would have to have whatever time zone you're trying to contact on Earth. You have to have your Earth clock. Yeah. Then you have to have your moon clock.
0: Like, if we're trying to call California, like, you got to think, all right, well, right now here it's 7... <laughs> Uh, so there, what it's four there, yeah. (laughs) Carry the one minus pi. You're living on Mars. What time is it? That's 13 (laughs) o'clock. What (laughs) it's 1307. It's 1307. Damn it, I'm late. Not military 1307 either, folks. Actually,
1: 13. You're gonna have to have a whole other clock situation. That's weird. I know it's what. straight up mind fuck if if people okay 30 year olds people who have been on earth for three decades all of a sudden Zoop up to Mars they're on that expedition hanging out on Mars man they would have to get some they would have to get used to the times but it's not too terrible in Mars it, it would be a little bit of an adjustment compared to Earth for times because the time on Mars is very similar to that of Earth.
0: I just looked it up because I was curious. It's 24 hours and 39 minutes and some seconds.
1: There you go. Very similar.
0: So how do you how would you make a clock for that?
1: I don't know. We figured it out before for Earth. And oh, here you go. Here you go. It would ha- it would probably have to be very digital, very programmed because did you realize the satellites that are buzzing around Earth, ISS, you know, all the GPS satellites that are tracking you, they have to be, they have to, the timing has to be slightly different for it to pick you up in an instant. I think we, because of time dilation.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, I think we talked about this in our time travel episode, didn't we? Probably. That they had to, they had to account for the fact that it's further away from the gravitational center. So it throws time off, which is fucking bizarre, dude. Right. So they had to figure that out. So they're like, okay, well, a
1: second on Earth is like 1.78 seconds
0: this far from Earth. Does it ever make you think, nah, they're full of shit? They're just making this up. Yes. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, I was watching, I guess I was watching that video that you had sent me, and I'm like, how do they know all this shit about Mars? Right. They know. I mean, yeah, you sent a fucking robot car up there, you know, but they're just making all these wild assumptions. The ice caps are made out of frozen carbon dioxide. How, the, how do you know? Right. Did the rover ever go to the caps? I don't think the rover, any of the rovers have
1: ever gone to the caps. You know, currently Mars is a robot populated planet,
0: as far as we know. Look, AI, dude, they're going to take over... They're already taking over other planets, man. <laughs>
1: We're doomed. That's what I wanted to talk about. Cause you mentioned in the last episode about, I think it was at the very end of the episode, you know, set up some sort of artificial intelligence or I guess severely programmed stuff mm-hmm. so that they, you would send a habitable unit all the way to Mars, take a week to get there, but whatever, you know, the rovers get there and stuff. So it'll That's kind of what I wanted to talk about. It'll, You'll send it there. It'll bounce across the surface for a bit, and then you gotta you gotta set it upright. But then all the components inside, it'll just start unfolding and then putting all these components up so that when the people come, the people can just walk in there and take off their spacesuits.
0: Yeah. So the interesting thing about that, I don't even know how I came across this video the other day. I was watching one. I, I watch all these weird videos, like Vsauce that teaches you shit that like. What the fuck you need to know this for? So this one, it wasn't Vsauce. It was someone else, but it was about origami. Okay. And how they're starting to use origami in tech. Ooh, sacred geometry. Yeah. So one of the images was a satellite launching out, and then all the solar panels unfold from it, unfurl, like origami. So then I got to thinking, couldn't we just launch origami like a big crate? Boom, launch it. It lands okay. and then it just starts unfolding. So it's not a robot building it; it's just sort of a robot controlling it, you know, a computer controlling it. But it starts to unfurl. Sure. and then boom, yeah. you got a fucking dome. Love it,
1: dome. Well, if it's in a if it's in a box, does it roll out to a dome?
0: I mean, it could. Why not? Why not? Not. I mean, it's dome not a, a dome in a box. It's okay. <laughs> it's not going to be a box. It'll be like a, a cube. Oh, what is that That fucking thing at... Is it at Disney? That big uh, white... Epcot Center. Yeah. It'll be like that, where it's not perfectly round. A dodecahedron. It's... Yeah. Well, I think that's more than a dodecahedron, right?
1: <laughs> I don't
0: know. There's like 100 million sides on that thing.
1: Yeah, it's like all... It's like a circle built out of hexagons or something.
0: Is it hexagons or is it triangles? I don't know. Okay.
1: I'm not up on my Epcot, that's for the Disney episodes We end up going down Disney, cannot go down that path What if we not were today. on our
0: way to Mars And we crashed into Walt Disney's frozen body Floating around out there in space Then then we would have to talk about it What the hell's Walt doing here? Why is He's he out here? Flying around like, who was it, Han Solo in, uh, <laughs> in case in Oh what the fuck was it? You know what it was Carbonite Yeah
1: they didn't just jettison him out somewhere between Earth and Mars, or did they?
0: Who, Disney? hmm I think so. I think he's orbiting Mars right now. Oh, he's hanging out with, uh, what's the moon out there? Phobos? Yeah, that's the one. What's the other one? Phobos basically a lot of- looks like an asteroid. Yeah, it's just this weird misshapen sort of thing just caught in Mars's influence. But, I mean, that might be normal for a planet of that size. You know, because our, our moon is very abnormal. Because it's round? Well, because it's too large for our planet. It's too close for our planet. It perfectly eclipses the sun. Like it's. Simulation, dude. Look, I, hey, I didn't say. It's that. a you little did. too right. Spaceship? <laughs> I don't know. Flat Earth? Maybe. Who knows? <laughs> it's, a, it's a little too right. Another interesting thing in that video that you had sent me, I can't remember the name of it. Plus, that girl was fucking weird, by the way. She was a little bit out there? A little weird. That's okay. You gotta be. If you're talking about this kind of stuff... Yeah. I mean... be a little... Whew. Look at us. <laughs> fucking <bad> shit crazy. <laughs> uh, but I guess... So Mars gravity is 0.38 of Earth's. So just about a third of Earth. Which is
1: crazy. So you jump pretty good. So if we just... If we took a week to go up to Mars, even if we didn't actually do a, any kind of exercises, if we just our muscles wouldn't atrophy that bad.
0: Free falling for a week. But well, I think it we could, takes we, longer than that to get there. A week? Yeah, I think it takes seven months or something like that to get to Mars. Does it really? I think so. I thought it was. I thought it was seven days. I think seven months. I could be wrong.
1: No, t- I think it takes three days to get to the get to mo- to the moon. That's far enough. But, yeah, I'm not entirely sure how long it takes to get to Mars.
0: I wonder how much your muscles would atrophy in seven months, though. Seven months? You'd probably be you're working on putting then. So you would have to work out some going to Mars. Yeah. But uh, basically what I was getting at was we're looking at roughly a third of Earth's gravity. Yeah. So, I mean, if you were at
1: 100%, you'd be pretty damn strong on Mars.
0: Yeah, but... The thing he brought up, which I've never thought of, I never. I just thought you're gonna be pretty damn strong. You're gonna be able to jump high. All of your movements are gonna be super jerky at first, because just raising my arm, I'm used to going against our gravity.
1: Oh yeah, true. So everything
0: is gonna be like, yeah, yeah. You're gonna look like a (laughs) fucking maniac, dude. Like you go, you know, you go to take a sip of coffee, you bust your teeth out. (laughs) You gotta be careful slowly yeah i mean it's when he said that i was like what it's never dawned on me that simple things like just moving your arm because we're moving it against gravity is going to be affected by a lower gravity
1: yeah that's that's actually very interesting so yeah you need to just settle down superman just s- slow slow down would you switch your decaf yeah
0: <laughs> can you so I wonder if even walking, you know, you go to pick your leg up, you're Bruce Lee kicking everybody in the chin. <laughs> and then the lower <laughs> gravity, they're flying. You know, you <coughs> you're you launching those motherfuckers, dude. Yeah, you kick them hard enough. No comeback. I didn't mean
1: that. <laughs> All right, so I, I looked it up real quick because I didn't know this was going to be a question. But Mars is far away. The average distance between... Earth and Mars is 140 miles. The closest they've ever been, uh, 140 million miles. Oh, sorry. I was like, "What? That's pretty close." It's <laughs> close to 140 miles. <laughs> we get there in a couple minutes. Uh the very very closest that the two planets have ever been, I guess was in 2003 when they were 34.8 million miles away.
0: Why were they that close?
1: In theory, the closest that Earth and Mars would approach each other would be when Mars is at its closest point to the sun, perihelion, and Earth is at its farthest, uh, aphelion. This would put the planets only thirty-three point nine million miles apart. Fifty-four point six for anybody. Fifty-four point six million kilometers for anybody living outside of our
0: American bubble of influence. Puppycock. Say <laughs> so here now. So neither one of them have. Uh... Like a perfectly circle orbit. No.
1: You know why, don't you? Sun's sun's moving around a galaxy too. Yeah. Sun's we're just hanging on. And that's what's blowing my mind about gravity right now. One of those videos that I found was because we're moving through the galaxy that like we are, is that's part of what's causing us to have this spherical gravity on these celestial bodies
0: now i've heard this before how the fuck does that make any sense none of it makes sense i can't figure it out i could barely wrap my mind around it if there's an ant on a fucking baseball i bet if i throw that thing hard enough that ant is gonna fly the fuck off yes
1: well that's because we have well if you on earth that's wind the wind is affecting that the atmosphere is affecting it then there's yeah. no atmosphere, which is where the Earth is in space. There's no atmosphere out there. There's nothing else affecting it. So the Earth is spinning. We're cruising through the galaxy. The galaxy is zooming. I know! All, all these things have to happen for... <laughs>
0: so crazy. And how the
1: fuck do they know this? I don't, measuring lights. They just point the telescope up there and be like, uh... Well, that light moved. All right, let's wait a little while. Oh, shit, it moved again. It's been a week. Shit, it moved again.
0: They just keep measuring the cycles. (laughs) They're like, look at the light. Well, that one's probably dead because that thing is a billion light years away. So...
1: Shit, that one just blew up!
0: That happened... Hold on! That happened 36 billion years ago. (laughs) (laughs) The closest
1: recorded approach of Mars and Earth occurred in 2003 when they were only 34.8 million miles apart. The two planets are farthest apart when they are both at their farthest from the sun on opposite sides of the star. That'd be a bitch for communication. Yeah. At this point, they can be 250 million miles apart. It would take a couple minutes for a signal to go from here to there.
0: What is an AU? How many millions of miles? Any idea?
1: An astronomical unit?
0: Yeah. I mean, I know it's how far we are from the sun. Yeah. If... We're on this side of the sun; they're on that side of the sun. An
1: astronomical unit is equal to ninety-three million miles or one hundred and fifty million kilometers.
0: Damn, over two.
1: Yeah, so Mars would be far away if they were on opposite sides of the sun. At the furthest perihelion or aphelion, I think it's aphelion. The furthest aphelion, because the the you know, like you said, the orbits are not totally a circle, they're a little elliptical. Yeah. So it would take quite some time to go from Earth to Mars if they were at their furthest point, but, you know, we would definitely try to make it at the closest possible, at the fastest possible. Yeah, So I mean, if we were traveling at, uh, it says, the fastest spacecraft launched from Earth was NASA's New Horizons mission, which was in 2015 to go to Pluto. Uh, it left Earth... Uh, no, in January... It visited Pluto in 2015. In January 2006, the probe left Earth at 36,000 miles per hour. It's fucking fast, brother. Yeah, dude. That would definitely put some gravity behind your ass. Would it? Well, you probably feel it. I mean, if you you're on the be front strapped of it. to your seat. Well, <laughs> I think that's that's how they would have to develop uh spaceships that are just cruising around the solar system. They would have to be like skyscrapers. They'd have to be vertical. Interesting. So instead of like an airplane with your your face, with your facing forward, your head would have to be the top of the spaceship.
0: Yeah. So where you're heading, you would look up to see where you're going. Interesting. Yeah.
1: It took me... Three and a half seasons of uh, watching The Expanse to figure out that's how the spaceships
0: are set up. But you would have to constantly be under force. Yes. Constantly under propulsion, I mean. Right. So it left Earth at 36,000
1: miles per hour. But you had an interesting point last time that said once you get up to speed, once you get up to a certain speed, let it go. You draw to a certain speed. You need this much speed to attain the gravitational force of the Earth. 9.8 meters per second per second. Then you would have 1
0: G. Well, that was if we did the shaft with the bicycle wheel. But if we did your thing, the skyscraper thing. Straight propulsion. That wouldn't work. Why? Because. Would you slow down if you turn the burners off? Yeah, I think you would. Maybe not a lot, but you're still in the sun's gravitational field. You're still in the—so you're being—you launch out, then you turn the burners off, and then the sun is slowly wanting to pull you back. Okay. Is it the sun, or is it
1: the the celestial body that you left? Or some other one pulling you from a different direction?
0: My guess would be the sun, because the Earth's gravitational field, it's not that large. I wonder if that can be measured. I don't know. You
1: pull out of the the gravity well of that celestial body, but then the gravity well of the star of that system is something else.
0: Well, yeah. Any, I mean, if you're in our solar system, you're in the gravitational pull of the sun. Yeah. So, so
1: <laughs> if we travel 36,000 miles per hour and we were headed to Mars at its closest approach that we know of, it would take us 39 days. Where the fuck did I get seven months from? If it was the farthest approach, which would be foolish to even attempt, it would take 289 days. Because then you have to go around the freaking sun.
0: Yeah, I was going to say that. It's not a straight shot. You have to, you'd you have to arc over the sun. Over? What kind of madman goes over? You go through the sun? No, you go off to the side. You're talking about going over top. You're going to slam dunk onto Mars. It's space! You gotta meet them you gotta meet Mars on the other side.
1: Okay, you don't go over. I get it.
0: You gotta meet Mars on the other side. I look at over as in out of the orbital plane, you're going over top of the bish. It's space. Everywhere is up, everywhere is down. Yeah, but <laughs> our planets are all ex- with the exception of what? Uranus is on They're okay. They're on a plane. Yeah. So when I'm thinking yeah, right. when I'm thinking you yeah, shoot right. over top, I'm like, why the fuck would you go over top? Just you go around to the side, whichever. You catch it. Well, you don't catch up to it. You go. You kind of intercept it. So if it's coming around the backside, you go around to the left. <laughs> boom! You slam into it. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, I'm down. Sounds good. It doesn't sound that good.
1: Well, on average, it would take. If you you know broke up how far it is, on average, it would take 162 days. So. At the very, very least, you may as well expect to travel for a month and a half.
0: I must have been thinking seven weeks. Well, that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, it makes a lot more sense than seven months. Yes. But still, that's... Dude,
1: that would be insane. You're just blazing through the space at 36,000 miles an hour, and it would take you weeks to get there.
0: Yeah. I mean... We play No Man's Sky. We know, yeah, you're gonna have to have you have to have some sort of wild pulse drive or something, hyperdrive. I mean, we know how long it takes. Just when you see a planet, it looks fucking huge. Yeah, and then you hit pulse drive, and it's like you'll be there in three and a half minutes. What? <laughs> or sooner. Or if you don't hit it, you look at it. It's like a month and a half. What? Yeah. Can you imagine?
1: First of all playing the game and be like, it's going to take me a long ass time to get to that planet. I'm going to turn around and go to this space station.
0: Yeah. I'm going
1: shoot all this silver in this asteroid belt or whatever.
0: I can't do that anymore. I'm out of spaces on my <laughs> my spaceship, man. Too much no. tech. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah, I have one spot left. Whew. It's all tech. That's a lot. Yeah. You
1: need you need a new spaceship.
0: Well, now that I found a portal that, uh, that guy on YouTube that I said I don't know, you sent me a video of it before about making extra money or something by cashing in ships. Yep. Well he shows you a video of portal coordinates to an S ranked starship that's crashed. Oh, so you can go pick it up. Okay. So now that I got a portal Ew. Hey. I'm gonna go get me one. All right. All right. Man, should we take a break? Yep. Maybe take a break. Yeah, I was just looking at that. I think so.
1: All right, here we go. We're buzzing through the atmosphere, out of the atmosphere. We're in space, open space between us and Mars. There went Disney's freaking frozen pod. We don't, we don't need him anymore. We're beyond that crap. Would
0: it be a pod? Headed to Mars. Maybe it's just his body. It's just his body, <laughs> just, just bumbling through space out there. <laughs> it into fucking space trash.
1: <laughs> Is that, I guess it's some sort of Newton's law. Like if you put a balloon, if if you're just, if you're traveling in a car and you blow up a balloon while you're traveling, it's going to continue to travel with you and it's only going to be affected. It's not going to be affected by your travel speed floating in the middle of nothing in your car. It's only if you take off. So it's still got the inertia while you're traveling 60 miles an hour or whatever, in the car. So it looks like it's just floating in the car. So if you have the celestial body between Earth and Mars, it's still going to float along with the sun as it's cruising through the galaxy. So it's still got that forward momentum. Yes?
0: 100%, as long as it's in the star's orbit. So that is a simple law of motion yeah and that's actually one of the the flat earthers arguments well how come when i go up in a fl- uh, a hot air balloon i can come right down in the same place and i'm like that's because you, you're actually you're not going straight up you're going up and over with the earth it's right. the same you're going you're f- cruising down the road you throw a soda bottle i don't condone littering but you throw a soda bottle out the window to try to hit a sign you got to throw it out early it's gonna yeah, con- way early. Yeah, it's going to continue at that speed for a while. Right. Same thing. But the the flat earthers, they argue that, well, I go up in a hot air balloon, I can stay up there for hours, and I'll come back down in the same spot. Yeah. Yeah. It makes sense to me. <laughs> yes. Circle. You're already traveling with the earth, which is spinning. I don't know what the fucking speed is, but. Fast? Yeah. So when you go up, you're going up, but you're continuing with that speed. Yeah. What
1: the hell was that? We talked about that last week. It was one of those motions, laws of motion, where it's uh You travel along with the sphere. With the circle.
0: Yeah, it might... I actually might have said the same fucking thing last week. I don't know.
1: Yeah, if you tilt it down, so you're only looking at that... If you tilt it the right... How you need it. So if you tilt the hot air balloon on its side, if you're looking down at that scenario where the hot air balloon would go out to one side or the other, it would still, it, it looks like it would just go straight out. Okay, yeah. So if you're if you're looking at this sphere and you're watching the hot air balloon go out and it's you're looking at the hot air balloon 90 degrees away from where it's taking off, perpendicular to that position, it's just going to go straight out and it's still going to have that home point where it started from to go out beyond wherever it is from that spot on the sphere and just travel along with the sphere. Right. Physics is weird, man. (laughs) It's, yeah, it is. So that's how we're traveling in the galaxy with the sun and the planets and everything is just whooshing through the galaxy all, you know, we just break it down to that simple
0: law of motion. Yeah.
1: Ah! Ah! It takes a minute for it to sink into the wrinkles of the brain.
0: Yeah. You got wrinkles. I I got a flat brain. (laughs) (laughs) Or a smooth brain.
1: (laughs) A flat brain. You got flat earth. You got flat brains. It's all coming together. Somehow. Flat, 3D, we don't know yet. I got a flat head. (laughs) I do
0: have a flat spot on the back of my head. It's my parents' fault. Your mom? Your mom didn't rotisserie you around in the, in the crib? <laughs> no, they didn't. So I have a flat <laughs> spot right back here on my head. and So it makes my head all fucked up. Does it hurt? No, it doesn't hurt. I mean, my brain leaks out like once a month, but, you know, a little bit of it. So that's why I got a smooth brain. I might have wrinkle brain, but because it's leaking out, now it's all smooth. <laughs> Speaking of leaking out, that is a an essential thing that we need to live
1: is water. Yes. I don't know about I don't know about brain water. But water is an essential thing we need to live with us anyway. I, and there's other life organisms that don't necessarily need specifically water, H2O. And they they think that it is trapped. You know, we can see the ice caps on Mars, but it they're thinking it's trapped underground. If we I guess yeah. this whole thing we're we're kind of talking about living on Mars because it's the most likely here in November 2020 you know if somebody's listening to this when the um if you're listening to it on uh, mars yeah many 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 moons from now your moon phobos or the uh singularity that's what i was thinking of in a future when it's just the singularity this is november 2020 and we do not have the technology to live on anywhere but earth
0: right uh, i mean i kind of figured this that's what we were going to be talking about mostly in this current technology living somewhere else. Well, no, just us living on Mars, like how we would do it
1: uh, right now with the technology we have. That's the place that makes the most sense. Uh, the moon, eh, there's no atmosphere, there's a whole lot of sunshine. Yeah, it's still like 253 degrees when it's the hottest for,
0: um, on, on the moon. So the moon having no atmosphere kind of pokes a hole when you're the atmosphere kind of holding us on as we're flying through space. Yeah. Because we, so we went to the moon and nobody flew off. Or did we go to the moon? I don't know. Ooh, careful now. <laughs> well, it, I guess it's not the
1: atmosphere. It would be the, the law of motion.
0: It can't be the law of motion holding us on. I would think the law of motion would cause us to fall off. You put anything on a ball and spin that fucking thing and throw it, it's flying off. Yeah, well, yes,
1: on earth. Yeah. Because of the atmosphere that we have on earth. If you did that on the on the moon, if you took an ant, if it could survive in the vacuum of the moon since there's no atmosphere and it could grip on the ball you throw, the ball it's not coming off because there's no wind resistance pushing against it. Does that make sense to you?
0: I I get what you're saying. I don't know, but I don't want to. I don't want to get too much off on a tangent about what gravity is and all that. You know, we're yeah, yeah we're trying to figure out what we can do if we live on Mars. All right. Uh, well,
1: we need water. We need carbon because that's important. Nitrogen is in our atmosphere. That's important. Uh, even phosphorus is an important element that we need for, it's the layer surrounding the inside of cells that controls the movement of substances in and out. So it's for DNA and RNA and stuff. Uh, sulfur is an important element. I know, I wonder.
0: I know phosphorus from No Man's Sky.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. I don't know, I don't know about sulfur for, sulfur doesn't do a whole lot in No Man's Sky.
0: I smell sulfur when I fart. Ooh. A little uh <laughs> a little TMI? Is this software? TMZ? Uh, too much Zeta? Too many zoos. <laughs> we, got, we got too many Nothing. of them fucking things. I know, right? There won't be any zoos on fucking Mars unless we find some kind of crazy critters underground. Then I guarantee you, you we would snatch those fucking things up and put them in a zoo, dude. Put them in a cage. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Guar- absolutely. Guaranteed. Yep. Come see the Mars tiger. <laughs> Cause we're fucking humans, and that's what we do. You find a new creature, you, <laughs> you cage that bitch up. We'll kill it. We'll eat it, and we'll be like, hmm, that wasn't that was kind of cruel. Why don't we uh put it in a cage? Oh, that just brings an interesting thought to my head. We go to Mars, all right? You know, we're gonna grow our own food as much as we can.
1: There's a whole lot of carbon. There are there's a whole lot of CO two carbon dioxide in in the space there, but The plants will give off the oxygen, yes, but do we have all the other cocktail of elements that we need to keep those plants going?
0: Anyway, keep going. Well, I was just thinking of ancient humans. They saw a berry, and they're like, Uncle Boga, me try this. You know, (laughs) would we go to Mars and, like, hey, (laughs) somebody's got to taste this thing and see if we die from it? (laughs) Or do you think science is going to step in and be like, now nah, we can analyze this a little better.
1: Ooh, you, you don't want to put that in your mouth. There's a little uh,
0: ammonia in that thing. That's gonna. Mm-mm. There's more <laughs> cyanide in that than an apple seed. So let's <laughs> let's uh, let's take it easy here. Hang on. Don't do anything rash. It's a very good point. We could probably just put it in our.
1: It might take them a week. Like, can we eat this thing? Then it it shrivels up. It's it's only blooms for the next three hours on Mars in this position, and by the time we get done fucking around analyzing it, it's gone for the next decade.
0: And they're like, guys, we analyzed it, and listen, if you eat this, you're gonna have fucking superpowers. Okay, you're gonna have laser beam eyeballs. You're gonna have the hugest wieners ever. And and we're like, it. What? They just died off. One cock push up will get you back to Earth. Damn, (laughs) but it's all dead now. There's your dick joke. There you Uh, go. Wow, fucking scientists. I know (laughs) assholes. The caveman had it right. You just fucking try it. You send a weak bitch out there. You know what I mean? (laughs) The first, like, you're like, find something. You're like, all right, hey, Tiny Tim, go out there and try that. He's like, oh, okay, okay. He tastes it. Next thing you know, he's got a boner the size of a fucking baseball bat, a Louisville Slugger, and you're like, all right, I don't care what happens later to him, but I want that right now. I want the instant gratification of that right (laughs) now. He's like, I'm the leader now. If he dies tomorrow, okay, whatever, I don't care. (laughs) But I want the Louisville Slugger. If you, uh,
1: Racknork Jr. comes out there with his eight-foot wiener.
0: (laughs) Time out. What are you eating? (laughs) <laughs> Can I get like uh, And then all of a sudden all the porn ads Are like do you want a bigger wiener <laughs> Then try this Ragnarok Or whatever you said Ragnork Rack-nork. Ragnork, Ragnork. <laughs> Ragnarok was a Thor movie Well yes it's a Thor movie
1: But it's also the end of Vikings and all that But you didn't
0: say Ragnarok No Ragnarok. he's
1: the leader now Whoa. With his 8 foot wiener Jeez, good lord. If you got an eight-foot wiener for more than four hours, consult a cave doctor.
0: What would they do? I don't know. <laughs> Cut part of it off. Bloodletting. <laughs> <laughs> that might work for an erection.
1: Oh, it might. It might. It's a, lot, it's a whole lot of blood. You're, the rest of you just shriveled up.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> His dick is still huge. Yeah. <laughs> Where were we before we got talking about wiener so much? Well, we also need. Do we? Do we actually need a government
1: for these celestial bodies? Did you know there's a freaking law for celestial bodies? United Nations put together a space law.
0: What's that law? Uh,
1: don't contaminate celestial bodies with earthbound things, and you can't use. You can't just put a weapon of mass destruction up in space, you can't, I guess it's a whole series of stuff that you're like, don't go into space for war purposes. If you're going to space to check stuff out, you can't claim anything, you can just do research purposes on this thing. Don't just go up to the moon and put a frickin' laser beam there and point it at somebody.
0: I think that would cost one billion (laughs) dollars. Well, dadgum, are you telling me I can't take my nuclear pig up to Mars mm-hmm. with me? You can.
1: You can take your own possessions. But you can't just go up there and be like, okay, well, this section in the Mariana's Trench is mine. Well, he's coming with his own mud from Earth. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to clean him up. Oh, fuck that. Wilbur ain't not going <laughs> to be happy. <laughs> we're going to ha- turn him into bacon <laughs> in the next seven weeks to take us to get there. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that might not have been a good pig, but Tell you
1: what, we'll do some Scrapple.
0: I love Scrapple. I'm about Scrapple, man. What? How about Scrapple? Come on, dude. I don't know. Just made that up. I don't know Scrapple. You know there's people listening to this who probably don't know what Scrapple
1: is. You're probably right. All those people in France listen to to us on Deezer.
0: Uh, Americans... What is Scrapple? Americans don't know what Scrapple Seriously. is. Seriously. I think that's What a, is it? I think it's like a this area. I think it's a east coast, like a Philly Delaware like, like a mid Atlantic. Well like a like a Del Marva I mean it's spreading, but I don't I don't think people in California really I mean they might know what it is, but All right. You think uh we take a
1: couple of sacks of scrapple to Mars? They're gonna last? Look. What is scrapple?
0: I don't know what it is. I know it's good. <laughs> <laughs> it's like hot dogs, but just burnt. It's it's a loaf. it's like a loaf of of meat a bunch of stuff and you know you slice it up meat you put it in a pan you fry it up like spam but good Uh, oh everybody knows what spam is yeah but not isn't
1: it already like burnt it's already like charred when you get it or is it just like a grease ball it's cooked it's because
0: it's cooked it's all. Can you just like eat it out of the package? Oh no, no, no! You, I avoid it. Um. Well, you can actually because I recently found out scrapple is pre cooked when you buy it, mm-hmm. like lunch meat, like hot dogs, like spam. What's a grill
1: situation? What's a grill situation between traveling from here to Mars? Well, can we
0: grill. You bust out a griddle. Cause some pancakes and some scrapple going on. I don't think you're going to be taking charcoal and shit. No, actually, they might want that to terraform. Charcoal? Terraform it.
1: All right. Uh, You're let- you could probably terraform your little bubble of space there. Just well, build I mean, your dome. Any little bit helps. Yeah, build your dome and then just
0: have everybody grill with charcoal all the time. I'm down with that. Got to smoke a lot of briskets, <laughs> dude. Got to get those bitches on there. 13, 14, 15 hours. Ooh, there's yeah. a lot of Mars time. What else are you gonna do in Mars? Nothing. You need
1: everybody, like you said in the last episode. You gotta be farm tough. Yeah, you gotta be farm tough. But what about the government? What are we going to do about that government?
0: It's funny because, you know, you and I were just talking, my son, who, by the way, is nine, doing a fucking project for social studies about the different branches of government, which is fucking bizarre to me. Like, I didn't even learn about that stuff until I was, I don't know, 25.
1: (laughs) I'm pretty (laughs) sure they were introducing it when we were in middle school. I slept a lot. In middle school?
0: And uh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think you would need, a, maybe not right away. Actually, you might right away. You, you're going to need a leader. You're going to need a delegator.
1: Sure. Yes. Somebody to keep everybody going. But if you could just find dedicated people like you go do this specific job and this is what you're going to do. We will provide everything else for you. There's not going to be... There's no paycheck. There's no barter system. We will... You go work your hours on this thing. And we will provide everything else that you specifically need. You're going to have your lunch break. We will provide the food. You will be done with your day at this time. You go home. You have your... Home space, you have your shower, your clothing. We will provide you food. You will have this number of hours to rest, whether you choose to sleep or choose to wait for the Netflix stream for 14 minutes to get to you.
0: I think what you're going to end up needing is some sort of police unit, some sort of enforcement unit. Because, what it, I mean, say you and I were at Mars. You're the leader, and you're like, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna need you to go around and clean all the shitters." I'm like, "Dude, fuck you! I'm not doing that." Mm, What's your job? That's that's what. That's why we brought you. Yeah, but who's gonna make me? You know what I mean? What if I get there and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to do that. You know, I want to smoke some weed, some earth weed that we brought in my (laughs) bag. Hold up, we got contraband already. It's contaminated. It's not contaminated. don't worry.
1: <laughs> see, this is the problems that's gonna ha- we're gonna have to deal with when we start populating, colonizing other planets. People, people that are gonna you know play devil's advocate, stuff like that.
0: You, uh, yeah, there's people who are gonna rebel. They're gonna yeah, sort of uh, push back just to see how far they can go. I mean, it happens everywhere, all the time. Oh, here yes. on Earth, it's mm-hmm. always happened. It always will happen. Yes, and in any single. And the very
1: simplest even line of employment, like I'm sure at your place of employment, you have people that sort of kind of walk the line of the rules, kind of go into that gray area like, "Mm, can I do this thing? Yeah. And then it had to be reprimanded of some sort. So, uh, yes, I agree there would have to be some sort of police type force
0: on this expedition Yeah, maybe not a full-on police force, but you're going to need some sort of, I don't want to say enforcers, because that sounds, yikes, you know, that sounds a little uh, North Korea.
1: So there's going to have to be somebody that's standing around being like, look, if you don't do the thing that we've assigned you to do in the time that we told you to do it, we're going to have to give you less rations. So then then we're going to bring in a whole currency system
0: immediately. Do you take weapons... (laughs) No, oh, <laughs> what are you gonna hunt, Mars deer? No, no, I mean the enforcers or whatever you oh. want to call them, right? Because if I am an enforcer, I am not a huge dude. So no. if you know Terry Crews is on the mission and I have to enforce something to him, I am gonna I am gonna need an elephant rifle. Yeah, he
1: is gonna be. So he is, you know, the build that he is. And if you happen to be outside your spacesuit. He's gonna kick you a quarter of the way across the planet.
0: <laughs> I was gonna say he'll pick me up and throw me back to Earth, <laughs> like, yeah, that kind of stuff. So, so would we need weapons to, not we, but the enforcers? So, you got the leader who's just sitting there barking orders. Then you have and th- some of those leaders are gonna be dicks. Y- absolutely, that- that's human kind. I mean, nature. You got yeah. North Korea. I don't want to say anything about our government because I don't. I mean, hey, you got some dicks, you got some not dicks. So, hey, we'll leave it there. But
1: uh, okay, if we're in the dome, then a weapon, a non-lethal weapon, would be sufficient. A taser probably takes somebody down pretty well. But if you're trying to apprehend this suspect that's just out somewhere in their spacesuit. Anything you do, even a non-lethal weapon, if you have to penetrate the skin, even a taser, to get to the skin to shut them down, that's going to break that suit. That's an instant death sentence.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. So what
1: do you think that's going to be? That's a whole other thing to even remotely think about how to shut somebody down like that. So then then that would come up. That's a whole other ethical issue. If you, if the powers that be have control over your spacesuit, whereas they can just shut you down, stop you in your tracks, that's that's too much power.
0: Yeah, so you're saying something similar to, like, a exoskeleton, where they can, you know, you're moving with it, but they can, if they turn the power off, that thing doesn't move.
1: Yeah, or you could threaten to turn their oxygen off.
0: Well, Yeah, good point. Or... Well, could... I mean, could you? That's a internal system.
1: If it's a remote spacesuit, if that system was put into place, if you had a police force such as that to stop somebody non-lethally, it would have to be a remote system connected to anybody's suit to stop
0: them like that. That's, that's
1: a weird power play.
0: I think... As an enforcer or police or MP or, you know, that's Mars police, not military police.
1: Hey, hey. Uh, All right. Mars police.
0: I think just the threat of knowing, you know, you know what I mean? Like if if I'm rebelling and then Mm -hmm. you come over to me, you know, you got your hand on your fucking gun or whatever, just that threat alone, knowing if he pulls that on me, regardless of where he hits, I'm probably going to die. Deathens, unless like fr- each
1: limb is in its own little bubble of, of atmosphere. Like, if you puncture, yeah. say, the right thigh space, then it shuts off that whole area, and you're probably going to lose a leg. Well, it's better than a life, right? Yes. Man, it's, that's something weird to think about right there. This whole idea of people going out of line, you know, people are going to do that. They're. Not everybody is going to be straight-laced and be like, yep, this is my job. This is exactly what I must do. This is how I must continue the human race. We are on Mars. I must do this thing. Uh, me, personally, I think I could stay in line. Just let me I, – I will focus on these many hours of this day to do this task. Beyond that, the rest of that is for me.
0: know what i mean i mean it's yeah it's intimidation no well i mean yes if the thought of dying comes to mind you're intimidated yes so if you're thinking about rebelling it's not like a prison break where you're very likely to get shot you got nowhere to go this is fucking mars right so
1: that almost anything you do is a death sentence If you're going to go that far out
0: of line. Yeah, so anyone there is not going to, they're not going to step out of line. But you need to have some sort of, look, I'm basically, I'm not going to say what I am. I'm basically libertarian. I'll say it. I think the least amount of government, the better. But you need some form of government. You need some sort of rules. Uh You need some regulations. You need some sort of enforcement maybe
1: not maybe not government but some sort of uh hierarchy
0: yeah you need you know you need the leader who i mean you you got to have a leader even if i think hey no what the fuck why is will the leader i could be the leader well (laughs) will's the leader it's as simple as that and if i have a problem with it then does it
1: have to be one person can it be an odd amount of people can it be like a, a a board of people, seven seven people. Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, that's basically so then, what we have here in America.
1: Yeah, so so an odd number of people, and then there would be one vote that would swing whatever way. Yeah. That would be a whole lot better than one jackass sitting in a
0: big chair. You hear that, North Korea? You don't because you can't listen to this. <laughs> I'm going to send it there. I'm going to email it to Kim jong himself. Really? I think James Franco could get it there. Oh, well, yeah, that was... I think he could, actually. <laughs> that was a good
1: movie. Borat. See, he's not from here. Boy. He's not an American. Boy,
0: oh boy, that movie. That
1: was that was a good time. I enjoyed that quite a bit, actually. Just a juvenile entertainment.
0: Yeah, I mean, just like the original Borat was for us back when it came out. Yes. You hear Joe Rogan came out and defended Giuliani. In the movie? It not, well he defended Giuliani's actions in the movie. And I don't think... <laughs> the him, whole thing... Uh, was that? I don't think his actions were that bad in the movie. I think maybe he planned on doing something, but he didn't. Come on. The, the,
1: whole, the, the whole thing blows my mind. There's no way he didn't know what was happening, for one. There's no way they could just set up hidden cameras in a room. There's no way he would have even thought that she was 15... The actress is 26 or
0: 27 alone. She's 24. Fine. 96, right? It wasn't as bad as everyone made it out to be. It could have been way worse. He didn't grope her or whatever they say he did. No. Uh Not that they showed in the final cut. Well, no. But then, like, here comes Sasha running in with a fucking uh, bikini on, you know, and he's like, oh, no, 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 fuck me, fuck me. Uh, she's fifteen, <laughs> and then Giuliani's like, "What the fuck? No, get out of here, uh, both of you, out of here." There's no way he thought she was younger than twenty-one. He was offering her drinks. It was su- it right. was supposed to be a reporter asking him questions. He's not going to ask some underage girl to have a drink with him. Who's a reporter for a news whatever? No, I think. I don't know how the Borat movies are
1: filmed and all that. They have to have permission from somebody to put out a feature-length film.
0: Yeah, I, I don't know how that worked. Because, I mean, can you just put Giuliani's face in there without him signing a release? There's no way. There's no way.
1: No way. All right. I think we should start wrapping it up. But my, here's an important question for you. A thousand years from now, if we had everything established and we could pick... Any planet in our solar system to... it doesn't have to be a thousand years from now. But any planet in the solar system, where would you want your... The firstborn child of that planet. What planet? Are you pick it. Or moon, I guess. Ganymede, Ceres. Mm. You want a Venusian? You know Mercurian? I like to say Jupiterian, but they're Jovians.
0: You know? Jovians?
1: Yeah, if something... If you're referring to something from Jupiter or the area of Jupiter, it's a Jovian. Did you know that?
0: No, I wish you never told me that, you son of a bitch. <laughs> Jupiterian. Jupiterian. Yeah. I like Jupiterian. Sign a petition. Satu- <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I really like the prospect of going to... Uh, I mean, Venus is hell on a a planet. Yes. Venus is brutal. <laughs> Mercury's hot, but did you know Venus is hotter? Very, yeah, I did know that. So I like the idea of at least trying to go to Mercury, not like living there or anything. I, but I really would. I think that would be really, really dope. So you would, you would want the firstborn
1: child of this planet, if you could pick whatever planet, firstborn child, boom,
0: Mercurian. No, I think I would have to go further. I, I mean, because they're talking about. In a billion years or whatever, our sun is going to turn into a, a fucking red giant, right? Something like that. Where it's going to engulf yeah, Mercury, it's gonna be bad. Venus, Earth, and Mars? Maybe? So you're going to want to be a little bit far away. I would go to Titan, dude. I would figure out a
1: way to live Titan. on Titan. There you go. You want to be a Titanic? Hey.
0: As long as, as long as we fare a little better than that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so you would... Okay, so... Even a thousand years from now, if you could pick a place for the firstborn child of that celestial body, and then a billion years after that, it's still there.
0: Uh, yeah, uh, I mean, I would, I would, one hundred percent go to Titan. Titan. Okay. Because the cool thing about Titan is you got other options. You know what I mean? You build some. The shit The other there. moons aren't that far away, right? Yeah, you can just, you know. If- if you're like, yeah, I'm not feeling this. Like No Man's Sky, you just fucking launch off and go somewhere else. It wouldn't take much effort. I mean, a, a thousand
1: years from now, we would have a lot better technology. A billion years from now, the technology, we would turn some headlights on and we could just zip over to another solar system.
0: A fucking teleporter. There might be a mm-hmm. teleporter, you know what I mean? Yeah. We launch yeah. over to a fucking IO or whatever, build another yeah. teleporter, and then you could just zip zap th- between the two. Instant. Yeah. Okay, Titan. That's a good one. Do you think colonizing the solar system or space itself is not going to happen in humans' existent existence? Uh, do you think it's going to happen, or do you? Th- well, I guess. Do you think it will, or do you think it won't, or do you think it's even possible? I think it will happen. You think? It I will? think it will happen.
1: Uh, yeah, I don't know about. I don't think I don't know about in our lifetime. In our lifetime, we might see somebody put their feet on Mars. Yeah, but I don't know if we're going to be having a full-on colony in our lifetime. A couple hundred mm. years from now, yeah, I could totally see somebody living, being their entire life on an entirely different celestial body. Yeah, I think it's I think it's going to happen. It, we got to figure some stuff out. We're testing all the things, making everything happen, building up all the technologies. But, yeah, I think, yeah, I I could see that happening.
0: And could we survive?
1: We have to. Everything right now, the technology we have right now, they're saying that a trip to Mars for people, for Earthlings, one way. Yeah. Today. Scary. Yeah, a little bit. So that's going to have to be some dedicated people. All right. I know you got to go. Would you go? Would you go to Mars? If they gave me a ticket today, said, "Look, you're gonna be one of the people that goes to Mars. Here, you're gonna be the person that drives the tractor. Get some spuds. Get some spuds going. You got to drive your spacesuit. You got the tractor out there.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would go. You would? Yeah, I think mm. I would go. How about you? You going? I don't think I would. I don't want to make you feel bad. <laughs> so, but even <laughs> if they were like, "All right, you can take your family." I would say no because I don't know what the risks are. I so I wouldn't go because I wouldn't want to leave my family. And I would Oh, you're talking
1: you're talking solo.
0: Yeah, and I wouldn't want to take my family because I don't know the risk. I would ra- I my whole life, I I would rather take the dangerous risk on myself than put anyone else in danger. So, I could not in good faith take my family. Okay. Knowing that there's a I mean, I'm sure you're the same way. You probably just didn't think that way. Yeah. But I couldn't, in good faith, take my family knowing there's a good possibility my son could die there, even on the way. Yeah, no, I couldn't do it, dude. If I was single, there's a whole lot of junk. If I was right, if I was single, I would go in a fucking heartbeat. If I was single, I would call NASA up and say, "Yo, launch me through a black hole. I'm your guinea pig. I want to see this shit."
1: Ex- I got. I gotta go. Yep. Yeah. Absolutely. But I guess that's the question of this show, isn't it?
0: Yeah, would you go? You going or not? It's a one-way so, ticket. Uh, As of right now, it's it a is. one-way ticket. Would you go? They're
1: going to need some people there—laborers, uh, skilled artisans of just about any walk of life. Bob Ross. Oh, dude, you gotta, you gotta paint those happy little trees in Mars. <laughs> Somebody's got to do it.
0: <laughs> We're not getting it. We're not getting them without terraforming anyway. Uh, yeah, that's a whole other conversation dude we didn't even get to terraform it, I know anything the at like the magnetic magnetic field generator
1: just inside your own bubble of of magnetosphere if you could have a dome that is miles whole whole cities whole towns of dome just their own magnetosphere and you could just filter the the sun through the panels of the dome
0: a greenhouse Essentially, yes. Mm -hmm.
1: But you would have to have a magnetosphere inside that.
0: Or outside of it. That's another conversation. Or do one between (laughs) Mars and Earth. All right.
1: I know. (laughs) (laughs) So, technology's there. Would you go to Mars, even just Mars, to be a laborer or some sort of other uh, worker? That's the question of the show.
0: Or, if you don't want to go to Mars... Tell us what planet you'd rather go to. Ooh, where you'd you rather go. go.
1: Firstborn if you had a choice of firstborn child of any celestial body, Venusian, Mercurian, Martian, Ganymedian? Jupitarian. Not on Jovian.
0: Yeah. Jovian.
1: <laughs> yeah. Apple Podcasts. Bring on the weird. Uh podchaser.com slash bring on the weird. There's one for you. Uh send us a message on Facebook. Slide in our DMs on Twitter. It's Instagram, that's an option too. Just uh, mm-hmm. We'll put a post up for the show. We always do that every week on Instagram, so just even just comment on the show. On, Reddit? For, for this episode, yes. I always, always forget about Reddit.
0: Yeah, r slash bring on a weird, right? Yes, sir. Or you slash bring on a weird. Uh,
1: Bo. Well, if you do you, you'd have to send us a direct message. We have a subreddit and we have a uh, profile on Reddit.
0: Uh, if you want some dope merch, myconspiracytees.com dot com slash bring on the weird mm-hmm. and tpublic, but it's
1: yeah, just do tpublic dot com slash bring on the weird. That's fine. Or just search us on tpublic dot com. Search bring on the weird on tpublic dot com, and you'll find all sorts of fun stuff.
0: Go get your new uh, Taylock t shirt. Oh
1: yeah, he's bringing Earth into the Galactic League
0: of Planets. Yeah, I mean, look, you don't like Trump, you don't like Biden, Taylock. But yep, vote for Taylock. Here's <laughs> our alien buddy. He really likes the show. He's told us in, yeah. in our minds. He buys all the merch. He he's wearing it. You guys need to buy all the merch. If Taylock's buying it with his fucking space dollars. <laughs> exactly. He's wearing it. He's on the merch, wearing the merch. Holy crap. How about that? yeah and with that stay weird world we'll see you guys next time